Good afternoon, everybody. Hello, and welcome to the State of Our Workforce, Where Are We Now? Each month, uh, we take a deeper dive into the diverse, innovative, and effective workforce solutions the National Fund Network is adopting to address local challenges across the country. Uh, my name is Michelle Wilson, and I am the Director of Evaluation and Learning at the National Fund. Super, super duper excited to have uh, President and CEO of the National Fund, Amanda Cage. Hey, hi, Amanda. Hello, so excited to be here. Glad you're here. Um, ready to dig in? I am ready to dig in. Okay, all right. Um, so we want to, it's Workforce Development Month, first of all, so we want to talk a little bit about that. Um, but we are two, three days into, I'm really curious, we've been busy at the National Front, but from your lens, what have you been most excited about or what are you seeing um, around the work that we're doing yeah. at the National Fund? Yeah, it has been a busy, busy, busy summer. And um, what's been really amazing is like being out on the road. So we've had so many uh, members of our staff get to sort of be out with, a, with our sites and be able to bring our sites together. And it's just been such an amazing um, experience to, to connect people. And that's a lot of what we do at the National Fund is connecting people. So um, this summer we were able to bring together um, people through our generation work, which is work that we're doing with the Annie Casey Foundation, really looking at how to help uh, young uh, workers of color connect to quality jobs, but bringing together all of the different people who help them and assist them um, to learn from each other in Chicago. And that was so exciting. Uh, we've been really digging into some of our human-centered design work with our collaborators around the country, really helping them put workers in the center of the conversation when we think about how to serve them and, and prepare them uh, for the workforce. Um, we brought together healthcare executives um, in Washington, D.C. to sit down and think about their own internal workforces and what they could be doing uh, to, to be promoting um, more opportunity for, for the folks who work with them. And, um, and then the career navigation work, which you've been leading, Michelle, so I'll let you talk a little bit about the, the work you've been doing there. Yeah, no, that's been super excited. It's super exciting. So career navigation, because we're really trying to understand how um, folks, particularly black and brown folks, um, navigate occupations where um, typically they don't have access, right? And so we've been, um, or job quality has been an issue. So we were in Boston talking to um, home health aides, really trying to understand their perspective and landscape around career navigation. Uh, we are talking to manufacturing and aviation workers um, who were recently laid off. Um, we just got back from the Bay Area um, and we were talking um, with domestic workers around job quality issues and um, protections and um, um, how they navigate. We were in Birmingham also last week um, talking to young black IT workers and trying to understand how they navigate the career navigation space. And then um, we're headed up to Milwaukee next week and we're talking to construction workers, <laughs> uh, black construction workers and women around their issues. And then later on in October in uh, Chicago, talking to um, childcare workers and young folks around career navigation. So we're really excited about all we're learning and gathering and it, it, it um, will be um, really, and it has been, and will continue to yeah. be impactful for our work. So, 
Yeah, I will say I'm just so excited about um, like what we're doing around worker voice. I mean, we talk about workforce development all the time. We talk a lot about employers. We talk a lot about trainers. We talk a lot about uh, different people who play roles, but we haven't done a good job of elevating the work, the voice of workers. And I think the, the um, you know, what we're doing in terms of like understanding how they interact with and how they experience the workforce development system, how they, um, you know, how they connect to employers, how they make decisions about how they connect to employers is really critical in understanding really how to how to make some significant changes in this field. So um, it's I'm very I'm just very proud of this work. I'm proud of the work that you're doing on career navigation. And, and you know, you forgot about the, you know, we had a big meeting in Boston with an, a number of partners in this work, um, just to talk about how we talk about career navigation, what have we learned. Um, and so um, and work that we're doing with Harvard University around that. So lots and lots of really amazing work going on. And um, it's it's exciting. Yeah. We're all super excited about the work that we're doing um, and how how we're moving through it. So that will you know like segue into my next um, topic for you, which is it's workforce development month. Yeah. Um, yeah. A Happy lot workforce of development month. Workforce yeah. development month, everybody. <laughs> um, so one of the things, uh, one of the areas that we are um, really digging in. Um, is around occupational segregation. We yeah. talked about it on our last day of the workforce with two of our um, directors um, of, of um, equipping workers and activating employers. But I want to know from you, um, as the CEO and president, president and CEO of the National Fund, what it means to kind of set strategy around that and why it's important, and and you know, just more yeah. from you, from your lens about that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so important. It's it's um, amazing, like that the words occupational segregation are getting national attention. You know, there was a article in the New York Times. Um, like, if you would have asked me if there would be an article in the New York Times about occupational segregation a year ago, I probably would have said mm, no. Um, but there was, right? Our friend Steve Lure um, wrote this amazing article about occupational segregation, and so I I love that it's it's getting the attention it deserves. Um, and I think that this is the major challenge of our time, right? If we can't figure out how to promote equity, racial equity in this country, when there is such opportunity for a variety of reasons, including massive um, investments from both um, the federal government, local governments, uh, corporations, employers, um, if we can't figure out how to use this opportunity to really disrupt occupational segregation, um, we will miss the mark. Um, and it's an important inflection point, quite frankly, for our country, um, for us to do this. And so I'm, I'm very proud of the fact that, um, you know, we've put this issue on stage for those of you who were, or, you know, when we had our convening in Minneapolis, our, our main, um, our main stage was about occupational segregation. It was probably the first time lots of people in that room had heard that term. Um, so I'm excited that we're um, continuing to lead the way on this, on this issue. Um, but again, I think that there's so much to be done. Um, and if if it's up to us in the workforce development field to really challenge this. Well, I think the other piece that's really critical to this, Amanda, um, is around um, our ecosystem and who we partner with to do these types of work. And thing or any observations you have about how about what it means to engage with your partners on the ground yeah. in this kind of work? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the key the key word is partners. Like none of us are going to be able to do this alone. And in the ecosystem, there are so many important actors. Um, you know, some of it is is elevating the the voice of workers, which we've talked about. But it also means there are a lot of people who need to sort of um, interrogate and question um, some of the techniques and behaviors that we have held dear in this in this field. Um, and I think that's hard. Um, and it, so it's everyone from you know community colleges to employers to workforce boards to um, you know other training institutions. Everybody's going to have to make a little bit of a shift into and to look um, inward to see how we're perpetuating this. Because the thing with occupational segregation is it did it doesn't just happen. Um, there we 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 held these um, policies and practices in place. That have contributed to it, and so it will take a number of us um, changing to make real impact. And I think um, the key is bringing people to the table who are interested in making those kinds of changes. And I think there are lots of partners out there. Um, and then figuring out how to how what do we need to do to really change practice on the on the ground. And that's where the um, the rubber hits the road. And why I think that as a, as a network, the National Fund can really play a role to see how this is playing out in lots of different places around the country. Nice. Um, so I've been talking, well, I, a couple of times I mentioned we have a special announcement. <laughs> now is the segue. But first of all, like everybody calm down. I don't know whatever you think it is. <laughs> So, so there's that. Um, so thank you for showing up. But so Amanda, what do you what do you want to what do you want to share with us? Yeah. So we're really excited, and I and I mentioned that we put occupational segregation on the main stage the last time we held a national convening, um, and it was very exciting at the time to gather together 400 brilliant people in workforce development, including delegations from our network, um, to think about and to address these thorny issues and we're looking to do it again. So what we wanted to do is just announce our next convening a year from now. So everyone put it on your calendars. Uh, we will be having our next shift conference, um, shift towards an equitable future. It's gonna be in very funky, cool Memphis. Um, so for those of you who've been looking for an excuse to go to Memphis, to Tennessee, this is it. Um, September 24th through 26th. And um, and we'll be digging into all these things I just talked about, right? This is a space for us to be creative and innovative uh, with partners and colleagues in the field um, to make real um, inroads on racial equity. And it's so special to me that we're doing it in a place like Memphis um, that has had such an important role historically, for example, in the civil rights movement, um, that we're gonna do it in a place that has a history as we build, um, as we build the future. And continuing to, you know, make a stake in the work around race equity, um, around, you know, just some of the local things that are happening there in the community. We're really excited about this. We are deep into planning mode. You know, at the National Fund, we like to, we like to um, be great hosts um, to folks who come to see us. And so uh, we are looking forward to um, a good time. And so we um, really um, want you to put it on your calendar and start making plans and there'll be more information to come um, over the next few months around. Amanda, as we wrap up, um, I'm curious, I think I know what it's gonna be, but I'm just gonna ping to you around, what's your call to action for us um, 
when we think about workforce development warrant and just um, around our race equity and inclusion and occupation segregation, what's your call to action? Yeah, so I'll say my first call to action is come to Memphis, right? Uh, figure out a way to get yourself to Memphis because for two days, we're gonna be digging in and digging hard around some of these issues. Um, but, you know, as you go through the work, I, you know, it's really hard, um, you know, as you're going through the day to day to like be thinking about these big issues um, and chipping away at some of the um, unjust uh, practices that we all know exist in the world that we're in. Um, so, uh, you know, I would just, uh, first of all, just thank folks out there who are doing the work because it's um, it's hard work and, and to the call to action is just, you know, keep on keep on doing it. Um, and we'll do our best to connect folks to the resources and um, the people and the strategies to to move this work forward. But um, but we can only do it with uh, folks like y'all in the room. So thank you. Well, Amanda, you have been a delight. So thank you. It's good to chat with you in this space. Um, and I get to spend time this week. So that's really good. I'll see you in Milwaukee. So let me just do my like host mug, which you laugh. <laughs> Um, yes. All right. Thanks. Have a good day, everybody. State of our workforce. Where are we now? Is a production of the National Fund for Workforce Solutions. This episode was produced by Josh Enoch. The music in this episode is produced by Alex Productions. You can find past episodes of State of Our Workforce on our website at www.nationalfund.org. State of Our Workforce is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you may listen. State of Our Workforce airs live monthly on LinkedIn. Follow the National Fund for Workforce Solutions on LinkedIn to get updates about the next live recording of State of Our Workforce.